Hey, everybody, and welcome to Our God is Real, this place of community, this place of sharing, learning, and understanding the reality of God in each of our lives. Today, we're going to talk about worship. Um, it's something that's really near and dear to my heart, and I want to try to, through some examples and, and through some scripture, as always, I want to try to make sure that we understand what worship is and do we know the source of our worship. So let's pray. Father, this day is a gift directly from your throne, and we thank you for it, Lord. We know that today in front of each one of us that there are blessings. We know that there are challenges as well. And we know that you have given us direction to enjoy the blessings and to be able to accept and conquer the challenges. I pray, Father, that we will see that today and that we will know it, that we will hear the voice of God in our life and that we will feel the presence, the teaching, the nudging of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus Christ. As always, Father, I pray that where there is peace or where there is strife or confusion, that you will bring the peace of Jesus Christ. Wherever there is darkness, the light of Christ will shine through. And Father, wherever there is fear, let the power and love of our God overcome it all. I ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Let's talk about worship. Again, something really near and dear to my heart. It is, quite frankly, when, when, when we just moved back to, um, to South Carolina, and even when we were in Tennessee, finding a church that had a true spirit of worship in their songs and in their giving and in their messages was very important um, for my wife and I. So to me, worship really is at the center of, of our relationship with God. Um, one of the stories that we know of from the Bible is where Jesus met the Sumerian woman. And first of all, Jesus had no business, you know, talking with the Sumerians. They were, they were not clean. Um, but Jesus being Jesus and being the really cool guy that he, he is, he decided to have a conversation with this woman. And this is where we, we kind of hear about what Jesus expects from our worship. And, and he was trying to help the woman understand that worship wasn't about a place, a physical place. It was about a spiritual place. And that spiritual place was inside each one of us. So I'm going to read from John chapter 4. I'm going to start reading in verse 20, and I'm going to go through verse 24. So the lady responded to Jesus, and she said in verse 20, Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you don't know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming 
and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such spirit or seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So Jesus was saying, look, it's it's not about a place, it's about an attitude. Um, I believe that in this scripture too, Jesus is talking about a posture. And I think posture in our worship is critical. And I don't mean, when I talk about posture, I don't mean that that in order to worship, you have to have your hands raised or your head bowed or you have to be on your knees. I believe that it's a posture of the heart. See, I'm a big fan of, of David and David's writings in, in the Psalms because they're all about worship or so many of them are. And the Bible tells us that, that David was a man after God's own heart. So if I want to get closer to God, I need to posture myself like David did and put myself in a, in a place of worship internally in my heart. You see, when we, when, when I think about worship, worship to me is, is about how I show my father, how I show my God, my appreciation for him on the one hand. On the other hand, worship is also about me showing God that I know who he is. In the Bible, when it talks about um, worship in a verse in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 32, 39, the New Living Translation reads, and I will give them one heart and one purpose to worship me forever for their own good and for the good of their children. So that's an awesome statement from God through his prophet Jeremiah that said, I want them to have a heart for one thing. And that one thing is worship. And if they do this, they and their children will be taken care of. Where I was going with this, interestingly, in in other versions of the Bible, that worship actually reads fear. So, and that's why I'm saying there's there's... When I think about worship, there's two things. One is the, Lord, I recognize what you've done for me in my life, and my thanksgiving to you comes through in the form of worship. The other is that fear, that aweness of God. God, I recognize that you are God, that you are the creator of all things, and that you are everywhere at all times and are all-powerful. That is also worship. And for me to have that proper posture of worship, I have to understand those things. If I'm in a church service, let's say, and I'm in a church service that people are raising their hands and they're singing and they're worshiping that way. If my hands become raised because everyone else's hands are raised, that's not in the spirit of worship. That's not coming from a heart of worship. That is merely making a motion. So that to me is the, is the incorrect posture because the source of that posture isn't personal. 
I think worship is such a personal thing. I know that that we have corporate worship when we all come together, but each individual person in that corporate environment is worshiping or should be worshiping individually. Because if I'm standing directly beside someone, what we are giving our worship to God for can be two completely different things. I don't know where God brought them from. I know where he brought me from. And that's the heart that I worship from, is that place that he brought me up out of. That is, as the songwriter put it, that is the heart of worship to me. And I want to come back to that. I always want to come back to that heart, that center place of worship. I believe that worship is an audience that we have with our Father. And my goodness, every opportunity that we have to have that audience with our Father, we need to take the fullest advantage of it. I believe that that something that was said by a really, really good praise and worship leader um, that I met several years ago, and, and it's a scriptural basis. It says, as our worship goes, goes up, the presence of God comes down. And I believe that. I believe that our worship is a sweet-smelling essence to God, that when he looks at that worship and he knows that we are worshiping in spirit and truth, he he inhabits that. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Well, praise and worship to me can be easily interchanged and, and should often be interchanged. My goodness, we put it together whenever we talk about the music in, in our churches, we talk about the praise and worship. We don't say, well, how's the praise or how's the worship? We talk about the praise and worship. So it, it is about creating that atmosphere to have audience with God. But we have to create that atmosphere inside of us, I believe, first. I believe that our heart has to be a heart of truth. I believe that our spirit has to be a spirit of truth. As Jesus said, those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not about being on this mountain or being in Jerusalem or anywhere else. It's about being right where you are at that moment and understanding that through worship, God can be right there with you. And if you are worshiping from that place, my gosh, there's so many times when I worship, I worship from a place of victory, the things that that God has brought me from. I worship from a place of brokenness. I mean, let's be honest, we we can be forgiven all day long and we can accept that forgiveness all day long. But that shame and that brokenness, that stuff's hard to let go of. My granddaddy used to say that it's so much easier for God to forgive us than it is for us to forgive each other because when God forgives us, this the slate is wiped clean. When we forgive each other, we still remember. And I think we do that to our own selves. We accept that forgiveness and we even forgive ourselves, but we still remember. We remember that brokenness. So why not take that brokenness? Why not take that shame and, and put it together with that victory and let that all be the center 
of your heart of worship. Let it all come together and come out of you in whatever way it needs to. For some people, it's a quiet moment of meditation. For some people, it's shouting from the rooftops. For some people, it's singing a song. For others, it's simply raising their hands. And for others, it is a bended knee. And I tell you, so what? So it doesn't matter the outward posture as much as the inward posture. And I will tell you that your inward posture, when it starts coming out, it will manifest itself in an outwardly way. But it's got to start at the heart, y'all. It, it has to start at the heart. That is our truest connection with our Father. I believe that in that heart place of our body, that's where our soul lives somehow. And when our thoughts of worship, when our voice of worship, when our heart of worship comes forth, our Father, our God, comes and spends some time with us. So I challenge us all. Think about your worship. Do you worship in spirit and truth? What is the source of your worship? What was it? What was it born from? What is it born from? And embrace that. Embrace what it was born from and accept that. Invite God through worship to be present with you in the moment. Thank you all so much for joining today. I really do appreciate you guys walking with me down this journey that we continue to learn about the reality of God. May God bless you richly and may the peace of Jesus Christ be with you always. Take care.